Welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. Merging sacred sexuality, spirituality, and soul with truth, love, wisdom, and beauty. I'm your host, Elise Carr. Are you ready to come journey with me? Hi, stunning souls, and welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. I'm your host, Elise Carr. It's a joy to be here again, sharing another episode with you. If you are returning, welcome back, my friends. If it's your first time, so great to have you join us. I sincerely trust whether you've listened to one or all the episodes, you're going to get something out of today. I record these episodes from my heart, from my high mind, from my soul, essentially to bring some light into the darkness, to bring some awareness into places where perhaps we don't know. I can't, however, give you everything on the one topic in a brief podcast. So if it speaks to you and you want to know more, you want to deepen your journey wherever you are on your unique path, you're welcome to reach out to me at elise at stellamuse.com to explore how I can help you one-on-one. And also, if you love it, share it with a friend, share it with a beloved who this episode or any episode may help. And don't forget to rate, review, and of course, subscribe so that you and I can keep sharing this journey. For today, I want to dive into rediscovering the essence of Tantra. And this is because in the world we live in, Tantra that we hear of isn't really Tantra. I want us to get to at least a drop, one tiny little bit of the pure essence, and I want to rediscover that together. So if you're open, let's dive into the ocean. That is the essence of Tantra. Tantra either comes from Hinduism or Buddhism, but the West mainly took what was leaked out of Shaktism or Shakti worship and turned into pure sexualized practices. That's often why anyone who thinks they may have heard or know of Tantra thinks it's purely sexual. Multiple orgasms, multiple partners, multitudes of pleasure, right? Mm, I'd say this is more like multiple layers of glamour, illusion and fog now veiling the truth, the pure essence of what Tantra encompasses. The real Tantras are complex beyond what you can imagine. Tantra is colours, symbols, sound. It is mental control and harnessing the forces of nature, all to quicken your evolution, your path to consciousness, to awakening, to bliss, to nirvana, to the kingdom, whatever it is that you call it. It is a very guarded study that people devote their entire lives to. So with many of the Western offerings purely sexualized, to make you feel good as often as possible, of course, the key parts of this science and art, the pure essence of Tantra, is often lost. So as you might have got a hint before in some of the other times I've kind of touched on these topics, Tantra is not about sex or even moving sexual energy. It is about using all available tools to reach a divine state. It is what we call merging with all things. For Tantra talks about weaving. The actual word encompasses to weave. And what's it weaving towards? 
Well, the highest, most ultimate peak of anything. It is the generation of love. In an intimate relationship, though, if you choose, of course, this can include sex. But it'd be more suitable to focus on, let's say, using your addictions and habits and obstacles as a starting point to eventually reach a divine place, essentially by learning how to harness the power of that addiction or habit, the power it has over you, right, and transmuting or alchemizing that into a higher desire, such as the desire instead to express love. Sex, when sacred, is an example of this. We take a primal desire for pleasure and often selfish gratification and rise that desire to the heart and aspire instead to feel love and express love. Love for the beloved, love for life, love for all beings. Exploring sacred sexuality is still a means to an end, the end being love, unity, oneness, not physical climax and five minutes of spooning if you're lucky. Oneness is at the heart of the essence of Tantra, for it is the pinnacle point of culmination where all the threads that we weave together to lift us to this high uniting place merge. So why are we striving for oneness, for unity? Because we're not just having a human experience. We're also seeking a divine experience. You know that part of you that kind of wants more, that's never satisfied, that's seeking or searching or hungry, perhaps while you're even here listening to me? And this is because we are both. We're having a human experience because, well, we're in this physical human body form. We have desires, we have emotions, we have thoughts. But at the same time, we are divine. And that part of us, that divinity that is us also, is what we ultimately truly long to merge and unite with. It's like the missing link. It's like why we sometimes think someone else will complete us, as if that's the other part of the missing link. It's why we sometimes think chocolate or sex or drugs or shopping or whatever that fix is. We think all the other things outside ourselves will fix us, will help us feel complete, unified, one. When really that hunger, that seeking, that ultimate desire within us is of a higher nature, a much higher nature. And if we listen to the call, we'd realize it is our desire to connect with God, universe, source, love, however we term it, whatever feels right for us, you can call it whatever you want, my friends. This is because we're supposed to become more manifestly divine and thus one with all especially in this life. And while we can achieve this, be it called reaching nirvana, enlightenment, awakening, heaven, or the kingdom of God, bliss, etc., through many paths, the tantric path is one of them that has spoken to people for thousands of years. Tantra says we can use everything and turn it to light, love, and evolution. But it can be dangerous as we easily fall into just the desire and pleasure states of the body, and primarily this is sex, many people have fallen into their lower nature states and then celebrate it, calling it tantra, as it gives them a perfect excuse to stay in their addictions and lower desire wants. But that is not tantra. Authentic tantra goes beyond the physical body to heart, mind, and consciousness. 
You don't have to stop all your lower nature desires if you want to have a primal moment with your beloved. You can still channel your lower nature desires. The key is you just don't stay there. Just like you treat your partner as a god or goddess and you bring consciousness, thus love, into the relationship. It's not all about just what you want and what you need, when you want it, how you want it. It's about the beloved and their needs and the greater needs of your relationship. So we have to learn to transmute daily moments into sacred moments of love this way, whatever those moments might be for you. But not everyone teaches this. A lot of people who teach the corrupted tantra, they're not bad. They're just lost in their own desire nature and feel good sexual pleasures more often than not. And sometimes people also will go to workshops and and learn from these people, and they're often worse off. Why? Because then they're kind of given a free, you know, carte blanche, a reason, encouragement to go back into old ways, that feeling good and quick fixes and sexual gratification is all that you need to do spiritual work. That is tantra. Embody it. Do that. Be in your body. Be in your primal nature all the time. None of this is tantra or even spiritual It's a teeny tiny springboard into what can be. So to rediscover the essence of Tantra with yourself, you need to better know yourself. Questions you can muse on or to help you with this rediscovery are questions like, do you know your own desires, your habits or addictions? Can you just think of one? Maybe you can think of three. What are they for you? What are the quick fixes you go for when you want to feel good as soon as possible or stop some form of pain or suffering that you're experiencing? What do you go for? Is it something to put into your body? Is it an experience? Is it someone else? And when it comes to these moments, do you have any willpower to stop these desires, these habits, these addictions, or do they control you? that you just don't have any willpower. You can't help yourself. There is nothing that says, no, it's all yes, have it, take it, you need it, I want it, however you term it. And what about the way you react to things in life? Do you know your default reactions when someone hurts you, when something is triggered, when something doesn't go your own way or it's not as ideal as you'd like? How do you react? Or are you someone who's walk the path a little longer and you know you can respond from a calmer place. Which is it for you? And what about relationships specifically? Are you selfish or selfless? And what about in intimate moments or even in everyday life? Do you do things for the beloved when it's intimacy or for yourself? Do you do things out of the goodness of your heart to help someone else or do you do it to make sure you get something in return or do you only do things if you're going to get something guaranteed in return? I question these things and I put them out there for you because in Tantra we work on the lower self and transform it. So that being your body and the actions or reactions, the emotions and those feelings and the thoughts... It's essential to learn your lower self. Really know this part of you. This It is the lower nature part of you, but we can't discard it. We work with it to trans, 
form it. That is the key in Tantra. So then when you realize the higher nature and manifest that into reality, we instead begin moving and living higher and higher, closer to a deeper state of consciousness, closer to divinity. So you transform the lower and you realize there is higher and you manifest that. This is part of the alchemy of Tantra. This is part of the true magic, if you will. Tantra, if you learn it properly, is about both then. We transform our lower nature ways, then we manifest higher. So if you don't work on yourself, you stop growing. And then you lose your way on a spiritual path because you're not on your path. You've crystallized. This is where most people start to decline. They can become bitter, judgmental, hardened, very set in their ways, no vitality. And often if this happens further and further and later into life, plenty of regret comes up as well. And that's not what you choose, especially if you really authentically do want to rediscover the essence of Tantra and learn to walk a spiritual path, however that looks for you. We have to constantly be doing the work. We are here on planet Earth after all. It's the school of life, right? That means we are eternal students even if we are master of some or many things. So I don't want you going into this crystallization, this hardening and bitterness. No, 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 not an option. So let's avoid this. And we can do that by setting boundaries and cultivating discernment. I've touched on boundaries before, and you can look it up in my other episodes if it speaks to you. Boundaries in the sense of knowing your yes and your no authentically. And discernment, being able to discern, means making those right choices. Should I be going to this party and doing X, Y, Z with these people? Do I need to be doing this instead? And this is why when we use our mind, we then have to check in with our heart, right? Because they're besties. They go hand in hand and they work together for their ultimate power to be manifest. So when we do our boundary work and our discernment work, we also check in and we explore what feels right for us and what feels right for the greater good. So this kind of work is a bit weaved together, let's say, hence it's tantric. Because what is right for you as an individual may not be right for the greater good. What you think is right for you, maybe it's a bit selfish. What's right for your beloved, what's right for the family, what's right for the community, what's right for the office, what's right for whoever, as a collective, that normally is what needs to come first because we want to shift higher away from our personal selfish small needs to the needs to be met of greater groups. Because essentially in this life, we want to shift to understand that group mentality, when it's of the highest caliber, is the most important. It's why we talk about humanitarian work, humanitarianism, coming together in communities. We want everyone to prosper. We don't want people missing out. We don't want minorities put on the edge. We don't want people on the fringes feeling segregated and separated. We want to unify, weave together everyone. So at first it might be like, oh, what about me? I'm going to get missed out. No, you're one drop of the ocean, my friend. Yes, we want you looked after, but we want everyone's needs looked after. So what is the equilibrium? What is the balance? What is the best thing for all? So what is right for you, if it is a very individual decision you need to make, or what is right for the greater good? And when we feel into these things, we're using our heart, 
not just what feels good physically, but our heart. And by exploring the boundaries and then using discernment to make a conscious choice in the end, we're using our mind. So when it comes to discernment, some questions you can ask yourself, especially let's say it's in a sexual context or supposed to be a spiritual context, or perhaps you might be studying Tantra with someone. You can ask, is this love? Is this love? Even in a relationship, even if how you're acting, even if it's something that you're not sure of in any capacity, is this love? I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about love in the sense of its pure form, that selfless service, that highest consciousness, that point of light, that point of giving with no expectation. And how about, is this spiritual Does it connect to spirit, therefore something higher? Or is it of a lower feel-good, quick-fix pleasure nature? Is this spiritual? Is this conscious use of my mind and heart united? Is this conscious use of my mind? Mind, remember we say, can you use boundaries and discernment? Heart checks in with what's right. Is this conscious use of my mind and heart united? Of anything I see, hear, or experience, how much is love? How much is pleasure-seeking or grasping and just feel-good states? I want you to start to really identify this clear distinction between higher nature and lower nature. We have both parts. We do not ignore either. But we learn to alchemize, we learn to transmute the lower to the higher. Otherwise, staying in the lower, again, is not tantra. It's just pleasure-seeking. So to better understand discernment especially, we need to understand glamours. And then we can better understand ourselves and where we are on our path. So glamours are false truths dressed in the pretty, shiny, sexy beckoning that can easily allure and trick you into wrong thoughts, wrong feelings, and wrong actions, taking you off the spiritual path and taking you therefore away from Tantra as well. And when I say wrong, I use it in the higher context of therefore causing harm, harmful thoughts, harmful feelings, harmful actions. Anything that is not harmless can cause harm. These glamours, these false truths that are perpetuated literally everywhere all around us and sold to us all the time, they are harmful. And if we buy into them, we are causing harm upon ourselves. And then if we perpetuate it and spread it, we can cause harm to others. It's not what we choose. And it actually is one of the limbs of yoga. So if we don't embody harmlessness, we aren't embodying yoga. And just as yoga is a science and tantra is a science and there is tantric yoga, they're all connected and we're not authentically walking those paths. Glamours of the modern tantra world especially, they don't help us bloom and blossom. They keep us in that lower nature desire space. An example of such a glamour is thinking, well, all sex is sacred, especially if you light a candle or play some music. Another is that Western tantra is all there is to tantra, that if it feels good, it's right, that pleasure is the most important and that feeling good is key. I don't need my mind to think that the heart is all that matters and that always comes second after the body and the orgasm. These are all glamours. 
misconceptions, false truths dressed up to make you feel good or for them to look very alluring and shiny and sexy, all the more reason to beckon you into their dark cave. Not at all discernment, not at all going to help you with strengthening your boundaries unless you choose what is right for you and right for the greater good. The exploration and experimentation of life and love and the essence of all that is in Tantra means we use that all is available. As I said, all the tools that are available to us. And that includes these questions that I've been giving you to kind of sit with and muse on, to awaken and ignite within you discernment, right actions, conscious choices, all the better to know your true self, our true selves as divinity, not just primal humans, all to eventually, with more and more ease and grace, rise above the repeat patterns and cycles of lower desires controlling us and instead reach states of love and unity. Weaving all that is along the way together as Tantra does, as you continue higher upon the turning of the spiral of life, this is progress. We do not stay playing in the paddle pool of the lower realms. We evolve, we change, we grow, we ascend to higher states of consciousness to become essentially one with all. Now, of course, this is a journey of a lifetime, or I'd say lifetimes. I'm sure you've done some work on this before, and you may be coming back to do a little bit more as well. And that's totally cool. We are all in this together. But as long as upon the way, something's change. You are doing work. Because here's the thing, on the way, things are going to challenge us. We don't always reach the highest points or find it at all easy as we keep going because we're not enlightened yet. But as you know, on, on any climb, on any great pursuit, there are dark nights and deep valleys that have us go down and then we emerge again into the light of new day and begin the dedicated ascension again. We stay committed, continue to keep showing up, stepping up, doing the work. And we add discrimination and discernment to this. We see through the glamours that try to distract or veil us from truth and we choose more than repeat quick fixes for short-lived bodily pleasures. For working with physical body alone is not in itself Tantra. It is a mere drop in the ocean of Tantra. As we now know, Tantra embodies the body, heart, mind, soul, spirit, and cosmos. If you are only experiencing one microcosmic level, you are missing all the richness of the Tantric way. You're stuck in the pleasure pilgrimage, as I call it an internal loop that is not unlike a hamster wheel, where many live out their lives, lifetime after lifetime, until they tire of never reaching any destination, tire of never experiencing harmony, harmlessness, peace, truth, love, wisdom, beauty, divinity, spirit, of missing the opportunity for authentic spiritual growth, which a true tantric path offers. So what do you choose? If you are like me, and I have a feeling you are, you choose love, the ultimate glue and unifying force of the entire cosmos. 
So let's explore a journey now of love from beloved to cosmos. You start your journey of cosmic love by loving another, a beloved, a partner. Then you learn to love other people in the same kind of conscious way, not have sex with, but love. It is about unity, not polyamory. It is about selfless giving, not pleasure seeking. In Tantra, we're taught to visualize the love you have for someone. And even if you can sit with that now, visualize, feel, sense, see the love you have for someone and send it to them. Send that love to them. They don't need to know what's come from you. You've just sent it from a place of pure selflessness. And then you can extend that to someone else. Send that love that flows through you to someone else that comes to your mind right now, maybe someone that needs it. And then send it to other people, to people you love, to people you may not like, and love them as if they were someone you loved. This radiating, this sending, this extension of love, we see as a practice in the Vajrayana path of Tantric Buddhism. The Vajrayana path is known as the diamond or thunderbolt vehicle of Buddhism because it's supposed to be the fast track to enlightenment. Don't be fooled and think it's easy for the record. Once again, people will dedicate their entire lives to this path. But the true higher tantrikas of this path who are lamas, monks or nuns are actually beyond connecting through sex for the record. Instead, they may choose to picture different deities who blend or pour together in one taste as they describe it. Like pouring glasses of water into the same bigger glass, merging, mixing, weaving, unifying as one. Just like when you send your love out to that person and that person and that person and that person. We are merging, mixing, weaving, unifying as one through the power of love. Eventually, Tantra helps you transcend your limited perspective. You become part of your beloved. Together, you become part of the universe, part of the cosmos. Anything that ends at pleasure misses the essence of Tantra. The consciousness that flows through planets, through nature, through all things, that is what you aspire to connect with, body, heart, mind, to the top of your crown. Like almost leaving the body behind to weave and entwine with the larger states of consciousness. It is cosmic in scope, not just you and a lover. That merging is just a symbol of ultimate merging. You could even just visualize two consorts entwined if you wanted to meditate upon it, upon that merging of love. So this physical connection with a lover, let's say, it is just a symbol. What we're talking about is beyond desires being met. 
to perfectly understanding yourself, understanding your current or future beloved, understanding the forms or bodies you use to reach the blending of souls, to the merging of souls with all. And if we take the love of a partner for a moment and just feel into that, maybe it's a current partner, maybe it's someone that you've loved before and still have love for even if you're not together. Maybe it's a partner that you feel will come into your life. From sexual love that you may feel with the animal primal attraction that is there mixed in, bring your awareness to love of heart. Feeling a connection and energy between your hearts. And again, to love of mind consciousness, deep expansion, knowing, connecting through the love of mind. It can't just stop here or you'd only love when you are intimate with another. And as I said, your beloved current or future is a symbol. The sexual connection is the primitive early stages, like a springboard if you choose, that can then lead you to go beyond to higher states of consciousness. From primal physical feel-good love, to love in the hearts, to love in the mind, to higher states of consciousness, and those being love of all humanity, not only one or people you're physically attracted to, but all love of all humanity, where you love all humanity, not just who you're physically with, not just who you spend time with, but every living human being on earth you have love for. Feel that for a moment if you can in any capacity, tap into the love of all humanity whether you see this as brothers and sisters all around the world, whether you see them as souls, whether you see them as fellow children of a higher consciousness. Love of all humanity. And we extend this again to love of the universe of cosmos, of all sentient beings, of all that lives and moves and breathes, of the 10 billion light years of stars and moons, planets and vast galaxies, all the forces and energies of existence. Feel that love. You are in that love and of that love. You are one with that love. Merged as one flowing consciousness like an ever-flowing body of water finding its way to the cosmic ocean and seas where all come together where all come from and all return to the essence of tantra is that you merge with all life and all consciousness that you as a cosmic droplet Return to where you came from, where you always were connected, where you will always be connected. 
This cosmic connection is held by the greatest force of all. It is held together by love, the ultimate unifier. We offer this love that we have now rediscovered and reconnected with to all other people in the aspiration that they too feel this love. We ask in our beings, in our hearts, our conscious minds, in our souls, may all beings feel this love. May all merge as one. May all rediscover their innate nature, their essence, their path to unity. Just take a moment now, whatever state or space you're in, to take a really big inhale. And hold the top for a moment. And just exhale, let it go. Connecting to love connects to all different sciences, philosophies, religions, beliefs and value systems. Because it's the root of all. How could these offshoots not then all connect likewise to love? It is who you are. It is who you're here to be. It is what you're here to express and share because you are an extension of it. It's where you come from and where you'll return, whatever you choose to call it, that is. So thank you for sharing this journey with me today to rediscover the essence of Tantra. I sincerely trust you've taken at least one gem away with you, a deeper understanding, a closer perspective to truth, some questions to muse and ponder on in your own time as well. Perhaps go back and listen to those again or write them down and use them as a few points to even muse upon before you go to bed. Just taking one question at a time to sit with can be quite powerful when you begin to reveal parts of yourself that sometimes you knew or didn't know, but that perhaps you haven't truly worked on yet. If you've enjoyed this podcast, and I sincerely trust you have because it's been a joy to do it for you and offer it to you, then do subscribe, rate and review Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. And if you are seeking more deeper, very personalised one-on-one work, wherever you are in the world, you're welcome to reach out to me at elise at stellamuse.com and I'll be in touch with you on how we can explore one-on-one work together. Until next time. Take wonderful care of you. Radiate that love into your life in every capacity you can, in all you think, in all you feel, in all you do. Embodying that will change your experience of life in every state and help you rediscover the essence of Tantra. Mwah.